storms and blizzards and whiteouts notwithstanding today. Oh, that's right, we didn't get any. I'm glad that you, you are here today, and I pray that this lesson will be a blessing to you. As Mark was standing there, and he adjusted his glasses, it sparked a memory within me. I don't know how many of you knew his father, Everett Tate, and it's been 40 years or more since I've seen Everett. But when Everett would read, how many of you remember that he had these little reading glasses that hung down on his nose like this, and he would preach with these down here so he could read, but he could look out over you? I remember that just as clear as it was yesterday, even though it's been more than 40 years. I used to come up to Traverse City for youth rallies here in Benzonia and Beulah. Fond memories. I can remember those like they were yesterday. Don't ask me where my keys are right now, but I can remember 40 years ago. <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what David says in the 103rd Psalm. You can barely read that, forget, can't you? The closer you are, the clearer it is, but in the back, it's a, it's a little faded. That's how our memories get. But David said, forget not. And there are five things that David says that we are not to forget that God does for us. And he calls them benefits. And I believe just about every version uses the word benefits. Forget not his benefits that he speaks. Benefits. Five things. Our memories are wonderful, though we don't give it enough credit. And if I were to ask for a show of hands, of, and maybe an incentive to say, if I were to offer you $10,000 for anyone who can forget their birthday, would there be any takers? Has anyone forgot their birthday? Oh, there's a couple hands go up in the back. Okay. The psychological term for that is uh, you're oppositional, okay? Because everybody wants to raise their hands. But you can't. You can't forget. I ask the kids in the class all the time, how many of you remember what your birthday is? And I say, well, what's your birthday? They remember. I say, how do you remember that? Well, you can't forget it. It's locked into your long-term memory. And that's what we're going to do is we're going to lock those five things into our long-term memory. And to show you that it is possible, one of the students, and I'm not going to mention her name, Emma, but, oh, I hope I didn't put her on the spot. But young Emma was given a grocery list two months ago. And Wednesday night as she was leaving the building, I said, Emma, what are those five items on your grocery list? And she said, they were lettuce, bacon, milk, bread, and hot dogs. How did she remember that after two months? And she hasn't been reviewing that every day, like you would the books of the Bible or presidents of the United States or, the, or even the capitals of the United States. She remembered it without any prompting at all. And just like it was her birthday, she snapped those off. I don't know how she does it. And David wants us to lock those five things into our long-term memory so that we don't forget them. And they are so... They are so simple. They are such an integral part of what God gives us that we wonder, well, 
How could I forget that? And because there are five, and because I have taught memory courses over the years, and virtually everyone says, I just have a terrible memory. How many of you people think you have a terrible memory? Virtually everybody does, but virtually everybody has a good memory too. And it's just a matter of uh, like a secretary in a filing system knows that I'm going to put the A's. If something's going to be filed that starts with the letter A, where would they put that file? They put it in the letter Z, naturally, wouldn't they? No, they put it in the letter A. It's that way they know where to find it. It would be that easy. Because there are five things, and because we can look at these blessings that God has given, as David re refers to them, those benefits that God has given there in Psalm 103, 3,000 years later, they're the same benefits that Christians have. And because there are five, and we have five senses, I'm going to relate each of those to a sense that we have. And once you lock that in, you will never forget it. How many of you believe that? Of course you do. Of course you do. And because we are visual learners, if I said, if I said the word orange, the first thing that pops into your mind is not O-R-A-N-G. It's either the color orange or the fruit orange. We think in pictures. So I'm going to use pictures for you. And some of you are thinking, I don't know if I can remember this. And some people are thinking, oh, I can remember this. And other people are thinking, where does he get all of this cardboard? <laughs> the first thing we're going to look at is that God forgives all of our iniquities. I told you that we were going to think in terms of pictures. And God forgives all our iniquities. And for that, I'm going to use the picture of our ears. And you're wondering, why would we use a picture of an ear for God who forgives all of our iniquities? You see the man that's holding that hand up there? It's like he's hard of hearing, he doesn't hear it. We tend to think that God remembers everything about our lives, and He does. God remembers in Psalm 103, He says, They will be as far as the east. Did I get that right? On the first try. As far as east is from west. And you know, you can travel all the way around the globe that way, and you'll never meet west. You'll always be going east. You can go all the way that way to the west and you'll never meet east. Just the opposite with north and south because as soon as you get to the North Pole, you'll be going south again. But not so east and west. I wonder how they knew that in the Bible. How is it that God does that? We think, well, God can do all things. God is all-powerful. But you know there's some things that God cannot do. and The Bible tells us God cannot lie. God cannot break his oath, and God cannot remember our sins if we are in Christ. As the intercessor, he presents us perfect to the Father. Isn't that right, George? Absolutely. We tend to remember things that we have done. Is that true? I can remember sassing back to my teacher in school, and I still hang my head when I think and I've actually apologized to some of my teachers in school as I've seen them years later and say, I'm really sorry that I, I was that way in class. And they look at me and think, who are you again? Yeah. 
Yeah, they didn't have that bald person. But God, He forgets our iniquities. As far as the east is from the west. Do you think we could remember that? And stop trying to remember really how bad we are at times? Can we remember that God does not remember our sins? It'd be pretty easy because it's, it's tied in with our, with our hearing. In the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 3, as Peter is, is preaching a sermon, he says that, uh, he says in, in verse 19 that, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And that term blotted out doesn't mean just rush to the back or erase, but just a little bit left. But when it says it's blotted out, it means it's completely gone away. Your sins are completely gone away. What a benefit. We may still remember the things that we have done and, and feel bad about it, and I do. Beating myself up about this because God has forgotten all of those if I am in Christ. Christ presents me perfect in that. So we think, and the first thing that we're going to remember is, in our hearing, is that He has forgiven all of my iniquities. And that is such a load off of my shoulders that I don't have to bear those anymore. Christ bore them all on the cross, looking forward somehow and knowing that I was going to be the beneficiary of that. And our second thing that we're going to, to look at today is that He heals all of our diseases. And if I think of healing all of my diseases, I think of the woman and years, and had spent everything that she had on doctors and still was no better. And you know, when she came upon Jesus, what she wanted to do? If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I would be made whole. You may recognize this piece of art that I drew. Some guy named Da Vinci, I think, drew that. But we recognize, that is internationally recognized. And how many people have been to the Pristine Chapel? How about the Sistine Chapel? They're one of the most recognizable pieces of art in the world. For generations, for 500 years, people have looked at that and said, yes, that's the hand, the finger of God that reaches down and touches. And so when we remember that He heals all of our infirmities, some of your versions say, or our diseases. And I think, well, I've been a Christian now for decades, and you know, my knee bothers me from time to time, and, and I still get colds. But is that what David is talking about when he heals all of our diseases? Consider Psalm 
Consider Isaiah chapter 53. In Isaiah chapter 53, Isaiah, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, And by his stripes we are healed. Do you think that by the stripes of what Jesus endured on his way to the cross and on the cross, that he was talking about that you were not going to get the flu anymore, that you were not going to get a cold anymore. What was he healing? It's the same thing that a thousand, well, 800 years later, perhaps, Peter quotes in his letter. And he says, by his stripes, you are healed. How could I forget that? How could I forget that when I went beneath the watery grave of baptism and I died to the old life and rose again, by his stripes, there I was healed. The darkness of sin no longer blots my life. If only I could touch his garment, that woman thought. And she did. And we are told that immediately that flow of blood was stopped. Her faith. Just by touching. So as we relate to, how am I going to remember that? Well, first of all, we remember that in hearing, our sins were blotted out. And we remember that by the touch, he heals all of our diseases or our infirmities, perhaps as your version may say. Not hard to remember. I think that's only two things. How many do you think that we could remember? How many of us could remember as well as Emma does that grocery list? Which is not really that important. But this is pretty important. By his stripes we are healed. The touch of Jesus. The third thing that we want to remember is that he redeems our lives. Forget not all his benefits. He redeems your life from destruction. Some of your versions He redeems you from raised in the country. We had a pit that we would dig in order to bury certain things that would, if you left them on the ground, they would stink. You're looking at me as though you've never done that. But things that were put in the pit. And many times in the Old Testament, we'll read about things that he redeemed me from the pit. He was taken from the pit. If we think of people like Joseph, if we think of people like Jeremiah, the pit was synonymous with bad things. And things that were in the pit that died tend to smell. And that's why with this... We're going to use our nose. I don't know how many of you recognize this lady. But we have been redeemed from that pit. And when we come out of that pit that is so rank and the stench of it is overpowering, if we're redeemed from that pit, we now have a fragrance. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked in the sermon about 
The gospel was the fragrance to some life, and to others was the smell of death. And those who have been left in the pit are in the stench of death. But not so those who have been redeemed. It is that aroma that we have of Christ. So when I think of of this, he redeems your life from destruction, redeems us from the pit. I want us to think of the aroma that we now have, not the aroma of death, not that stench, but the aroma, the smell of life. Oh, here we have over here, we're not going to forget the benefits And he forgives all of our iniquities. We're not going to forget that with the hearing. We're not going to forget the touch when he heals all our diseases. We're not going to forget this benefit that with the nose that he has redeemed us from the pit. How are we doing so far? Good? We can remember that. How can we forget these benefits that God has given us? The fourth thing that I'd like us to remember that David tells us that he crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. When I think of the crown, I think of those of royalty. And those people who live in royalty, what do you think they eat? Meatloaf and white bread and butter? They feast sumptuously. And it's no coincidence, as Jesus tells about that time in the kingdom to come, when he invites people, he's inviting them to a feast. And I think of the royalty that we are going to have in ourselves. And he tells us that who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. And I wonder which one of of our senses would best represent that. You only have two left. It would be the taste Look at that young boy. He's putting a strawberry in his mouth. When I think of things that are so sumptuous to taste, I think I'm going to go right to the restaurant and I'm going to order me a big old plate of kale. Oh, that's not what you think of when you think of things that taste good. Feasting sumptuously on that plate of kale. No. We think of things that have a great taste for this. Fresh strawberries. In the summertime, tomatoes off the vine. In your own mind, you can picture things that just make your mouth absolutely water. Those sumptuous feasts. And so it is with this mercy and loving kindness that God has given us. And who can imagine the extent of this Mark told earlier of how much the blood of Christ covers. It's hard for me to imagine as well. 
how that blood covers all the sins, not only of this world today should everyone take advantage of that, but back through history and then for as long as time shall be that God's loving kindness and mercy. And David said, forget not. And I wonder the difference between don't forget and forget not. The car as we were driving yesterday, she will tell me as I'm going to the store, don't forget this. And of course, how can I forget it? Because she's told me that. And if you believe that. And the difference between don't forget and forget not in the Hebrew language is a little bit more pronounced. That in the Hebrew which says forget not has an emphasis for us that we dare not forget it. It is so profound a thing that we remember as to not forget it. It is so important. His loving kindness and mercy. Now you're probably wondering what the last one is going to be. And for some, this will be a little bit more meaningful than others. When he says here with this, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so it's your mouth is renewed like the, your youth, your mouth. <laughs> that your youth is renewed like that of the eagle. You only have one left. And that is your eye. We have a saying for people who have a very keen sense of vision. They have the eye like an eagle. No doubt a, uh, a reference that goes back to the Bible. Or knowing that from way up in the sky that an eagle can see that which it wants to get food. Not only that fish in the river, but uh, a rabbit out in the field, whatever it is, it has the eye of an eagle. But it says that we are going to mount up like eagle's wings. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's what Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 40. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Now, Paul didn't say that as a young man. Paul refers to himself as an old man at that point in his life, but he still says physical exertion. He thinks of himself in a youthful way that he could do all things. And I wonder if we realize that we shall spiritually run and not grow weary, that we won't be physically like we're old and run out of that energy. You know how that is as you're going from the couch to the refrigerator and you're winded, I think I better stop here at the counter just so I can catch my breath. No. Like we're young again. I can remember when I was young, I could run forever. I could run back and forth in the refrigerator many times. Satisfies us 
as in our youth. And in these five, as we look at, we're not going to forget. We're going to remember that by the ears that our sins have been forgiven. We'll remember that touch that healed all of our iniquities. We think of our nose and the aroma, not the aroma of death, but that of redeemed us from the pit. And we think of that great taste, like the taste of a banquet, that taste in our mouths of God's loving kindness and mercy. And finally, that of our eyes. Though we may be growing dim with age, we know that we are renewed day by day. Forget not, David says. Are these five powerful enough for you to dwell on day after day and remember regardless of what happens in your life, these five benefits are going to follow you all the days of your life. David said that in the 23rd Psalm. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I may forget where my keys are from time to time, maybe more often than I like. I may forget this and that, and chicken fat. But I pray that I never forget these five benefits that David says, forget not these. For when all else is going dark in this world, we are in Christ today. You have these benefits, but you could before the sun sets today. And fortunately, because you all remembered to set your clocks ahead today, you are here on time, you have an extra hour of daylight in which you could make that decision today. An extra hour. If you are not in Christ, this is the day so that you may have these five benefits and forget them not. Whatever your need is, we stand ready to help in any way that we can as we stand.